0: Very special guest his last episode was my most downloaded episode to date and I don't know if he knew that also I forget what number he is we made it it's Matt Koplick everyone I think this is number four or
1: five probably I think it's four four Four. but we also have like quite a few coming down the pike so mm -hmm. at this point I don't actually know the official number but I Um, believe when this comes out it'll be four great uh and you picked this one on the last episode the one that's the most downloaded so people are waiting people have been expecting this
0: so do you hate me (laughs)
1: like
0: like this movie like was wild and crazy and i was just like why does this exist you want to know
1: why john i'll tell you exactly why (laughs) because you didn't realize how fucking good you had it with funny face you didn't, re- you didn't realize how good you had it with The Last King and I. So I was like, <laughs> let me show you what truly batshit movie musicals are. And I'm like, you don't get to call XYZ crazy anymore because here's literal crazy coming down the road.
0: <laughs> well, it's on
1: par with some other ones that have come out. Oh, I'm sure there are other crazy ones, but, I-, right. but no- I-, I was getting a little sick of you calling mediocrely weird movies <laughs> super weird and i'm like no 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 that, like, like funny <laughs> face is wild but in a like in a campy like 50s way where you're still enjoying yourself you're not they're like you're not going oh everyone was on lsd you're just like i don't know it was the 50s who cared about plot structure here's actual no one was in the room writing this <laughs> and we're talking
0: about the 1999 animated version of the king and i by the way haven't done the original movie yet so that's up for grabs, everyone. Uh, this, this, it's, it's me, it's me, it's, it's me. <laughs> it's, of course, it's gonna be you. Uh, the screenplay is by Peter Bacalian, Jacqueline Feather, and David Seidler. Conceived and adapted for animation by Arthur Rankin, yes, of Rankin and Bass. Everyone, welcome back. Uh, what did by- he do, Rankin and Bass? They they did um well they did the last unicorn. They did um uh all those like claymation holiday movies, you know, like Santa Claus is coming to town, uh The Year Without a Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer.
1: Oh, and you covered a bunch of those, right?
0: I covered I covered uh The Last Unicorn and Santa Claus has come into town thus far.
1: Okay. So they're back. They're They're back. back. They're back. Or he's back.
0: Um, uh, Music by Richard Rogers Lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein II Directed by Richard Rich Which, welcome back He did the last uh, No, he did The Swan Princess Which I've covered <laughs> Yes
1: <laughs> and a, Fucking and- Swan Princess Oh my god The Swan Princess is to musical theater kids As 1950s America is to MAGA It's not <laughs> as good as you thought it was no, it's not. No, your nostalgia has uh, not, not you specifically, but like our generation. Right. And then you the rewatch it and you're like,
0: I mean, the voice is nice.
1: <laughs> it's Liz Calloway and Howard McGill. And of course, the voices are wonderful, <laughs> but like, stupid, bonkers movie that's both like insane and boring.
0: Right. And it's just like, you had the story already with the ballet. What did you do? <laughs>
1: Nothing. And they like made their backstory that they were two bratty kids who grew up and found each other hot eventually. I'm like, that's not a backstory. That's just adolescence. <laughs> that's
0: that's like a lot of rom-coms.
1: You Kinda?
0: Got, yeah. <laughs> uh and according to IMDB, the animated King and I is about uh is Trav whoa. I'm sorry. I can't segue sexily into this. So, according to IMDb, traveling to exotic kingdom of Siam, English school teacher Anna Lea, Leon Leon and, no
1: Yeah, <laughs> hey, why yeah. am I having I, I never. I, well, it's a weird last name, and I've I've seen The King and I multiple times, and I always forget how you say her last name. It's like Leonis or something like that. Yeah, it's, it, do, it doesn't sound that. as insane as it reads. It does not sound as insane as it no. reads. Uh, no,
0: Leon, Leon Owens uh, soon discovers that her, her most difficult challenge is the stubborn, imperious king himself. So um, they cut a lot of songs from the original stage play and movie, which I I wish... And I'm going to be so so bold to say, fuck, what's the name of that one song? Um, I wish they did The Small House of Uncle Thomas.
1: (laughs) They kind of (laughs) do. But like,
0: They do 10 seconds
1: of it. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: So, yes, they cut a bunch of songs and characters, added some characters and some subplots, merged some plots together, uh, added a hot air balloon because you can't have enough of those. No. Uh, And so I mentioned this on the sound of music podcast and we can get into it a bit with, you know, this as well, but I'll just, you know, bluntly say, I know people have their issues with the stage version of King and I, I think those issues are taking the show at uh, face value and not actually looking into some of the more nuanced takes that the show does. And part of that is because if you see a bad production of a Rogers and Hammerstein musical, it will forever tarnish your view of the show. Um, and then 50s movie, when you get to it with me, you'll see, like, 50s acting is not the most nuanced. Deborah wow. Card does a lovely job. And, you know, there is classic 50s, oh, if you're not white, your ethnicity could be any ethnicity. So, you know, Puerto Rican Rita Moreno, Rita Moreno is tough, Tim. Things like yes. things like that. That all like chestnut. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then this one. But, yeah, then we get to this one, which is flat out racist. So, like, and, yes. and, and, and. In a decade where they absolutely should have known better, Uh, you know, we we're always learning, always progressing. And even 10 years ago, movies were more racist than we realized. But 1999, to be this racist for children, to be this just absolutely insane for children, it's like this. Okay, (laughs) so this movie comes at the tail end of the 90s, like as the Disney Renaissance is kind of coming to a close because Warner Brothers got in on this like animated musical front way too late. Like, Mermaid happens, Beauty and the Beast happens, Aladdin happens, and then Warner Brothers waits another four or five years to go. Let's get in on that. And, <laughs> so this, and this happens after Anastasia, which fully, you know, just takes Russian history and fucks it in the face. And this- Right, but they also, like,
0: made the magic and the other thing, like, uh, and the other elements of it. Like, that that one number- in anastasia when it's like the ghosts
1: and yeah, once upon once upon a december don't say that song we all know what you're talking about be specific i be forgot the title i forgot the, the title a for a
0: hot second once upon a december magical moment in the movie so you kind of forgive like the history part of it sure kind it's, of
1: it's more of the like bolshevik revolution being uh caused by a magic spell and not because the uh emperor was you know a fascist dictator but but things like that but you know totally fucks russian history in the face and the 99 king and i is like you want to know what anastasia got wrong not being fucked up enough with the history it was too respectful to russian culture we should totally just take a giant dump (laughs) on all of this like
0: yeah yeah yes you can call the like you said the original movie just like a little little (laughs) racist that one but like
1: Uh, Its intentions are good if it doesn't fully come up to the plate. It's because it was written in 1951, and we've grown a lot since then.
0: But in a post-Mickey Rooney, Breakfast at Tiffany's life, they should have known better in this movie.
1: A fully 37, 38 years after Mickey Rooney came out in Yellow Face, and everyone said absolutely not. This movie, where the majority of the Asian characters are voiced by white actors, is insane to me
0: what's his name the uh the one that Daryl Hammond
1: voices oh the um god mister it's like Mr little or something like that master yeah. little master Who's little not, who i okay, I also want to say fully not on the stage show, so nobody come for Oscar Hammerstein. he knew better than to do that. that's a full invention of the animated movie
0: yes, yes, and he's supposed to be the clucky comic relief of this man yeah, supposed like, to
1: like the Iago, the LeFou.
0: yeah, okay so i don't i i covered the um i actually did cover the the original movie uh on my other podcast comparing it to the sound of music haha but uh <laughs> um i don't I wish remember... everyone saw i wish everyone saw john's hand just then he did like a, l- full, <laughs> a full fiance twist um but i don't remember the prime minister being the villain
1: there is no real villain in the stage show, is the okay. thing. Like humanity and and privilege is sort of the villain. And that's sort of the thing about and tradition and in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Like that's so that's the thing about Rogers and Hammerstein musicals when Oscar Hammerstein was in charge of the libretto So not like Sound of Music, where like it's the Nazis. The Nazis are clearly the villains. <laughs> but in things like Oklahoma and Carousel and King and I, and even South Pacific, there are people who maybe are more flawed and more capable of destruction than others but no one is fully anything and carousel makes it a point to have the people who cause the most destruction are the lower class men who don't really know how to do any better which isn't necessary to excuse them but it gives you insight that they're not just One dimensional. Uh, So the prime minister in the stage version of King and I, yeah, he's more just sort of rooted in tradition and sort of this is how it's been done. This is how it's always been done. And it's gotten us this far. Who are you, you know, elitist white woman from the West to come over and tell us that we're wrong? But he's not like actively trying to sabotage anything. He's Um, not Jafar. No, he's not trying to gain power. There's no one.
0: What this movie did, they turned him into Jafar.
1: They absolutely did. And they got rid of Lady Tiang, which is feminist erasure. She is such a wonderful character. And I'm not only am I upset that they cut her and cut something wonderful. Maybe they have her and she just like has a line. But they put something wonderful in the opening credits because it's part of the overture. And I'm like, how dare you include her song and not her?
0: Yeah. And like the fact that they turned the prince into like a hunky man and they got rid of Lunka.
1: They got lo- rid of Lunta and they made Tup Tim fall in love with the prince. And, it, and that's fully a reverse gender Aladdin going on there.
0: But isn't that also like a little, I, I think I read it was a little historical, historically accurate that way where um, she did like the real uh, Tup Tim did marry the prince
1: or like be one of his wives at some point. Possibly. I'd never read the actual... Sorry, I have a. I just got a ding. I never read the actual book. I only really know the stage show and also the book that Anna, I think, because it's based off like her diaries or whatever. I, from what I understand, they also were rather inaccurate to what actually happened. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know what the real story is. I'm only going off of the stage show. And I guarantee you, if even if it is accurate, they did not make it so in this movie for historical accuracy. They did it to, you know, sweep under the rug that hole uh wife slave situation thing that's going on with Tim
0: or like the fact that he had like numerous wives like they you kind of see them but they don't say that they're his wives
1: yeah they're they never say it out loud they never talk about how all these kids are from multiple women they he just has all the kids Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's it's Oh God. And they make tough Tim such a wet dishcloth in this. She just like, comes in, she can read. Oh my God. And then she's just crying by the fountain all the damn time. She swoons over a hunky dude who like, you know, been there girl, but also in the stage show, she at least, you know, has grit and determination. And she, ign- I love the song, my Lord and master because it's so it's so snarky and basically her being like, I am going to compartmentalize because I Love someone else, but I want to stay alive. And so I will just the entire time say to myself, I'm not really here. And then this, she's just like, oh, how terrible. Oh, there's a man with a six pack. Mm. Like, mm. Oh, a mysterious
0: like, hunky me on.
1: Just happen to be doing whatever it is. Uh, uh, martial arts in the courtyard.
0: But you know what? The original stage show and movie doesn't have a dragon. That that Anna defeats by singing. I I whistle a happy tune to it. Okay, <laughs> and that's so, what you pitched to me. I, that I is remember. truly what
1: I pitched to you. I, I that's how I got you to say to agree say to, this. to this.
0: Well, and so then, okay.
1: And then I watched it and I was like, does Matt hate me? Yeah, 100% I hate you. Well, okay, so first of all, first of all, first of all, I have notes. We all have notes, but I have notes.
0: <laughs> we got a lot of notes.
1: I mean, we, the moment the movie begins, you're like, excuse you, because yeah. they're doing, you know, the overture to these stationary images of uh, Eastern, you know, culture, at least as, as we would uh, stereotypically think of Eastern culture, including golden elephants that are fighting with each other. now the stage show opens with Anna and her son Louis who is you know an annoying child in the original but here my god if they maxed it out and then some like if if ever there was an example sorry, if ever there was a defense for a woman's right to choose it's Louis and the king and I
0: and this is also a prime example of like
1: why I don't like
0: child actors sometimes
1: (laughs) Moonshi! Moonshee, come back. Um, so, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm and, getting sidetracked. And it's an animated character that I, I hate. know. It truly is. Okay. So, John, do you remember how the original King and I opens? They're on the boat. They're still on a boat going
0: towards Siam.
1: Yes. And, you know, Louis all like, oh my God, look at the skyline and blah, blah, blah. And Anna's, we get the exposition that Anna is going to be teaching and going to be working in the palace. And Louis's all going, I'm afraid because, you know, they're leaving their home country, going to someplace new where they don't know anyone, they don't yes. speak the language, and I whistle a happy tune is sung to her child and it's if it's a little simplistic and juvenile, it's meant to be because she's singing to a child to get him to sort of, you know, for lack of a better term, man up.
0: Right, and it's also an earworm for the audience because now you're just like, fuck, it's now yeah. stuck in my head. But then
1: also it's used very intelligently throughout the show and used as sort of like a recurring joke because it is rather silly, so when it's done, Again, we all laugh because we know it, but also to watch everyone else in the palace's reactions to whistling like, what? why are you doing that? Um, but so the movie opens with a big old storm, a ship crashing through the waves and a fucking monkey falling off the side while little child Louie, who should be thrown off the side as well. Follows said monkey, Moonshi, and keeps saying, Moonshi, come back, Moonshi, you'll fall off. And yeah. then of course the two of them fall into the water. Anna sees them from inside. In the water, she's like, Oh no, Louie. And everyone's like, Oh, I'm on all- now it was gonna be you to cause all this trouble. I'm like, this fucking child almost died. Granted, deserved, but also he almost died, and you're all are talking about it like he, you know, dropped a plate or something.
0: Can I just now- say also, just to interject for a second? Yeah, please do every everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, Matt is acting circles around these voice actors.
1: So what, my impersonation is better than the actual performance. Yes. Cause
0: it, 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 I mean, you're doing it in more of an entertaining and like, Oh, I'm an acting way. They were just, I feel like they
1: woke up from a
0: nap and was like, Oh, my child.
1: <laughs> and it's Miranda Richardson again, who should know better, but you know, she's just, earning a paycheck and then like she gets back on the boat after almost dying unfortunately and while this is happening the prime minister who's magical tells master little who you know looks like a buddha and keeps using anachronistic that's the right way to say that right anachronistic or yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Anachronistic, anachronistic anachronistic terms when he's like the new school teacher's coming do you know what she's gonna do and forgive me, everyone, for this super racist voice, but I have to kind of get you all in the mind frame of what this movie is doing and how it certainly shits on everything. He goes, oh, she's going to give homework, give you those little papers that tell you you're tardy? And I'm like, serious. Pe- John, people sat down, got together, and said, good idea. You know what's even funnier? Um, reading
0: the IMDb trivia for this movie, because on it, multiple and multiple postings, it talks about how... The Rogers of Hammerstein estate uh was so offended by this version that they pulled out from doing other animated versions of their shows. And I was just like, this
1: is it? Like, did you guys not watch the original movie? <laughs> well, the original movie, the original movie was uh very well regarded in the 50s. And again, John, we have to remember what the 50s were. It's but, true.
0: It's true, but like even, even in the 90s like they they didn't look at the original movie and was like
1: maybe we should like well hire okay. voice actors who are 100 well they okay let's put a pin in a second for the intro that i just gave you all because we haven't even gotten to the fucking dragon so here's the thing about the about the 90s with Rodgers and Hammerstein. And we're getting into a section that I know quite a bit about. Because anyone who listens to my podcast. Probably break breakdown available wherever you listen to podcasts. As they all know. Favorite musical is Carousel. And the ultimate version of it ever. Is the 94 one that was at Lincoln Center. That made Audra McDonald's a superstar. What happened in the 90s was that. Because up until then. Rodgers and Hammerstein was viewed as very saccharine. Because everyone was looking at the movie versions of their shows. Not the actual text of their shows. So you have things like The Sound of Music. Which is. You know, very earnest and sweet. And then the 50s movie versions of their shows, like Oklahoma Carousel King and I, where they are really sort of uh, compromised due to censorship, due to whitewashing, literally, and due to a lot of bad 50s acting. So a lot of these shows that had a lot of sex and had a lot of violence and really nuanced conversations are totally swept under the rug by bad acting and censorship and what have you. So over the next 30 to 40 years, because that's what's sort of readily available to the public, people go, oh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, super dated, those war horses, no one. Like, if you're going to revive them on Broadway, it's got to be purely as a nostalgia piece. And that's also sort of how revivals were being done on Broadway up until that point. And then, you know, Nick, he- Nick Heiner comes out with Carousel, the Carousel that fucks. And everyone goes, oh, wait a second. He didn't change a word of text. And this thing slaps. And he's like, yeah, these are actually good musicals, which then brought us a 90s version of The King and I that came to Broadway with Donna Murphy, which was sort of also considered like The King and I that fucks. And then at the end of the 90s, Hugh Jackman did The Oklahoma that fucks. And so everyone was like, okay, Rodgers and Hammerstein secretly fucks. So they were sort of back in the pop culture zeitgeist, which is uh-huh. why Warner Brothers was like, oh, well, here we're have. Here we like sitting on all these Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. They're back in the pop culture zeitgeist. Better than us coming up with our own animated musicals. Let's just take one of theirs and shrink it down. Everyone loves The King and I. There are no Nazis in that one. So let's do that one. And it was meant to sort of be an experiment. And Rodgers and Hammerstein organization was sort of hands-off. They're like, we don't really know how this works. So, you know, we'll give you our thoughts, but otherwise just go for it. And then they see it and they're like, absolutely never again. So there were going to be more after this. And it bombed so hard. And-
0: I believe Oklahoma was next.
1: Yeah, Oklahoma was going to be next. And then probably, if we're being honest, carousel. no. Carousel. Oh my God, can you imagine an 80-minute child-friendly animated carousel? All of it would be cut. It would just be, June is busting out all over with brand new lyrics that doesn't talk about sheep fucking. And the, it's, and the ballet, right? You can't even do the ballet. Like, the ballet's all about sex. Like, I, <laughs> you, you, you have can- to read... You, you have comic- to write right all of Carousel. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: they added magic into the king and I somehow.
1: And now we're back. So there's a dragon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a dragon. So there's
1: a dragon. So the prime minister is like, I don't even know what this dude's plan is. He's like, I'm going to show her that the king is barbaric and she'll tell the world that the king is barbaric. So he'll be dethroned and I'll be emperor. But then why? Or what, I'll be king. But then like, why? He's like, I'm going to send her a, a magic dragon and I don't know if it's, like, to scare her or if it's to, like, kill her or what. It's unclear what the motivations are. But he sends her way a magic dragon. And it's, his name is not Puff. And... no, <laughs> it should be. I mean, it's probably something racist if it actually had a credit in the final sequence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, oh, my and God. She's, and she whistles at it. She, she, Louie's like, oh, my God, there's a dragon. I'm afraid. And she's like, I know but I whistle when I'm afraid let's whistle a happy tune and she and everyone on the boat sing this whistle this happy tune to make the dragon disappear and they all they vanquish the dragon and they finish like with power stances arms in the air be like we did it and I'm like first of all the the way that Louis says I'm afraid is the same way he says I'm afraid in every version of the king and I but in every other version of the king and I there's not a 90 foot dragon coming out of the sea to eat your face (laughs) off So him going, I'm afraid. It's like, motherfucker. I know you almost just died five seconds ago. You might almost die again. Can you please have a little more respect for your stupid child life?
0: Okay, so to jump ahead a little, uh, uh,
1: a lot. I'd love to to break down every frame, but you're right. You take the wheel because if it's up to me, I'll talk about everything.
0: The next time that like the magic comes around with a song is a puzzlement. (laughs) <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Matt fainted. Everyone, Matt f- literally fell off his chair.
1: Uh, puzzlement with, by the way, the really cheap, bad CGI statues, and it's the only time it's used in the movie. So, my god, does it stick out like a sore thumb with herpes on it?
0: So, so in a puzzlement, um, uh, the king is praying to Buddha with his back turned, and these, uh, and the prime minister magics these giant statues to like try to attack the king. And the only thing that realizes that they're moving is Rama the Panther.
1: Um is his name really Rama?
0: His name is Rama.
1: That is one that is one consonant away from Raja, which is Jasmine's Tiger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they're like, we know what plagiarism is. Change one letter. Ta-da. <laughs> and and make it a different cat. Um but is, is it a tiger in King and I as well, though? Because she has a pet tiger in Aladdin. No, he's a panther. He's a, he's panther. a panther in King and I. Okay. King and I. But how
0: does... I, I may have sneezed or, like, not been really paying attention because... <laughs> I may you know, have sneezed. <laughs> but, like, all of a sudden, the statues are, like, re, like, inches away from the king, and then they're just not. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how... Rama defeated them (laughs) if Rama defeated them because like you see Rama trying and failing because they're what like copper or bronze statues or something or
1: gold even um so the king and I works by Christmas on the square magic rules which is that there's no (laughs) law to magic it's whatever you need it to be in that moment so Uh 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 it can get you pregnant it can move a statue (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh my god but like you know I was watching watching this movie and I was just like you know what the crazy magic moments makes it and there's not enough of it in my opinion
1: I mean yeah I think because the magic moments are so high camp like there are so many times you watch this movie and you go what were they thinking Truly, what were they thinking?
0: I know what I was thinking, and I was thinking I was way too sober watching this movie.
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah. This is the only animated movie I can think of where I've created a drinking game for it. <laughs> but so many, times, so many times you go, what were they thinking? And the magic moments are, like, the pinnacles of that. So because those are so insane, so many other moments you think, like, well, this isn't that bad. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, if I were to show you the animated version of Hello, Young Lovers you would go what the fuck is happening right but because we've come off of a magic dragon almost eating the face off dumb child louis we're like i don't know that's that's not the worst thing um and and it's similar to christmas on the square where we're like i don't know like are people wearing you know mini skirts in the middle of december and midwest that insane violet recovered from brain surgery in 30 minutes that's more insane so it's all relative, but no, the whole movie is absolutely bonkers. Uh, also, the we kiss, uh, no, uh, I have loved, uh, uh, I have dreamed. I have dreamed is the song I think they sing. That's like magic carpet ride, plagiarist of uh-huh. only one, right? Because uh-huh. they, they cut we, uh, they cut we kiss in a shadow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but they um, still
0: have I, I have dreamed, which, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, a puzzlement again, just taking things and totally repurposing. Their meaning so they are dumber a puzzlement in the stage show is the king grappling with his own anxiety of maybe he's not always right because he with this new teacher show bringing in new worldviews to his children and his oldest son like learning that there are other ways to live and then asking his father what is right what is wrong it's giving the king his own sort of existential crisis which ultimately is his undoing at the end of the show uh you know he kind of Dies from both anxiety, but also probably slightly cancer. Uh, unclear, but a broken heart. Yeah, aka cancer, uh, aka undiagnosed cancer. Uh-huh. But the or
0: in this case, falling out of the sky by uh, a hot fire, air balloon. in a hot air in a hot air balloon that was attacked by a firework or something.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but then he also doesn't. Die.
0: He doesn't die. Yes, I don't. I, they, they had the easy out there. He didn't they, have to live.
1: Listen, Disney movies have characters die all the time. Okay. Parents, Step all the, the
0: parents. All the yeah. parents are dead.
1: He's a, he, well, I guess, and they have all the mothers. So just like, you know, reverse the gender and let the dad die for once. Come on. Mm-hmm. Step your pussy up, Warner Brothers. I mean,
0: so usually whenever a movies I, I do movies based off of stage shows, I talk about it, but I don't think this one deserves it. I'm going to wait until we do the the live action fifties one to like go more in depth in depth with the, you know,
1: this, the history of the show. Sure. No, absolutely. This doesn't, this doesn't deserve it. Right. Like, am I. No, not, not, not one iota. They're, they're like, Oh, is this a real place at one point they have, they had no clue that any of this ever existed. They're like, we just thought this was a magical land, like Agraba. But the,
0: the, the getting to know you.
1: Okay. Well, wait, so, so. Give me like twenty more seconds on puzzlement for just a quick second, because okay, that what what ends up happening is a puzzlement in this version becomes the king. Just like it has nothing to do with anything existential. I think he's just sort of from whatever call he has an argument with Anna, and he's like he's a puzzlement, and then it just becomes about how the prime minister once again is trying to kill him or like kill him for the first time. Unclear, and I'm just I'm just like way to not. Way to not get any of this. And I understand it's a kid's movie and the kids don't understand yet what an existential crisis is. And they're trying to think of like ways to keep kids' eyes engaged But I'm like, are really CGI, crappy CGI statues trying to kill someone in slow motion the best way to keep a kid engaged? Not me. So now getting to know you, which becomes the do re mi of the movie because now it's all about, there are things beyond these palace walls and she takes them out for like a day on the town.
0: But also the monkeys... Um foils the the master little master little at every chance that it can and it's like why what like what is happening there are so many times i had to i i was just shouting what is happening that i just gave up at some point (laughs) so So i can't
1: Getting to know you in the stage show, everyone, and at some point I will stop trying to compare and contrast because the, the it's a no. We need of context. Difference. Yes, we need in the stage show, Anna, we flash forward at some point, and Anna's been working in the palace now for like,
0: like a three mid-year? to six months. No,
1: or... maybe may maybe close to a year, maybe yeah, something like that. uh But like enough time has passed where she's like gotten an emotional investment in the children, and we are to understand that she's had spars with the king in the past and xyz and getting to know you is you know it's sweet it's conventional but it's you know her uh relating to the children and and establishing even if it's in like a childish way that she is learning more about siam as well as them learning more about western culture the animated movie is like okay i want this to be do re mi meets the kids learn about culture, meets the kids learn about poverty, poverty, meets an assassination attempt, meets uh, Dunstan Looney Tunes. In. Looney Tunes meets Dunstan, checks in, meets like all this shit. To the point where you're like, I can't even see the ground anymore. There is so much crap <laughs> littering my feet. What is it, earth? What is sky?
0: Exactly. Because you're just like, because every thing that they do is like in two to five second chunks and that song is like what like three minutes not. Yeah. so they're doing a lot of things and the damn monkey is kicking the shit out of master little so many times that i was just like i don't i what am i what did no one understand like where who who got it wrong <laughs> was it the director was it the script, The the writer? Was it the artists? Was it everyone? Yes. Like, <laughs> what? what? Who? How? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I
1: think, think you described me. this. I think you just described the sounds that Rodgers and Hammerstein made in their graves when this movie premiered. <laughs> did it premiere?
0: I think. I mean, was, it
1: came out. I think there it just were,
0: went straight to video. I don't. Oh think,
1: no, did it not? They it they went, still had the audacity to think this would do well. It they had the audacity. It went to theaters, I believe. I mean, and it bombed. It bombed super hard. Oh, but of course it did. I think it grossed something like maybe $10 million in America. Maybe. No. Somewhere no. Be- Somewhere between 5 and $14 million in America, circa 1999, which is bad. That is a bad gross.
0: Oh my god. So it cost... So I'm on the IMDb page of it. It mm-hmm. cost... And the budget was an estimated $25 million, which where, um,
1: could have fooled me. I thought it cost
0: $2 opening weekend in the U S was 4 million. It grossed worldwide about $12 million. So
1: So, that must mean eight to 10 in America, because I can't believe.
0: No, it, um, well according to the imdb of it all the worldwide and the u.s gross is the same number
1: oh so then it just was never it never was released internationally then i think so after america they were like oh fuck we might as well cut our losses because no
0: it was it (laughs) (laughs) it was recently released in the philippines on the internet on november 1st 2017
1: Okay. On Box Office Mojo, it just says it grossed $11.9 million in America. It does not have international. Yeah. So yes. And it, so it opened at number six in May of 1999 with $4 million. It then went down by 50% the following week, another 50%. And then this thing was this, sorry, in March of of 1999, I should say, uh, this thing was in theaters for about a month and a half, which is very short.
0: They had the capacity to <sighs> the
1: <laughs> release caucasity.
0: to release this movie all over the world. Like literally, I'm looking at the list of countries that it went to. It went to Italy, Malaysia, Singapore, Spain, Ireland, the Netherlands, Colombia, Argentina, Kuwait, Israel, Malta. Like,
1: Portugal. and it prob- it made two dollars in each of those countries. Probably. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm so, uh,
1: more I, people listen to this podcast John than saw The King and I internationally.
0: You were right. You were right. And that is 10.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, 7 people in all of Mexico <laughs> saw The King and I. I but apparently I, it did decently on home video because that's sort of how it is with kids animated movies especially in the 90s like Your kid's homesick, and you don't want them to like watch what's on TV because God forbid they flip to a channel that has something raunchy. Let's just get them six videos from Blockbuster. And so this was probably one of the things that was available because Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King are rightfully sold out.
0: Like, and they also, the IMDb page also has the audacity to have goofs in this. Like the whole goof is the fact that somebody said yes to this being
1: made. The moment this thing starts, you go goof goof it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole thing feels like a joke and a, and a terrible prank on a person's psyche and for that we're grateful now here's the tea and my tea i mean here's here's my truth okay speak it S- speaking of the small house of uncle thomas and the ballet that is The Small House of Uncle Thomas, of which we see about 20 seconds of in this movie during getting to know you for no reason. The, I think it's meant to imply that they go see a show, but they but we don't know because it's just them in a black box theater like it's done in the stage show. But in the stage show, it's established that they are seeing a play. And so... Oh, grr, grr. In the show, Anna gives Tim. The House of Uncle Thomas to Read, which was a very progressive book in the 1800s. Uncle, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Sorry, that's what I meant. Fuck, sorry. I'm racist. Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's what I meant. Thank you very much, Sean. Uncle Tom's Cabin came out in the 1800s. Was a very progressive book at the time. It was very controversial. So, of course, Anna would give Tuptim this book, knowing that she reads and knowing that she's a little more forward thinking, or at least more Western thinking than her uh, companions in the palace. And Tuptim reads it, loves it. And... When the Western visitors come, so that way the king can prove to them, you know, Siam is awesome, you've been wrongly thinking of us as this one way, see how progressive we are and how progressive I am, I'm the most progressive king ever, Tuptum presents this play for them, A, to show what Siam can do with culture, how uh, a Siamese uh, mind frame can interpret this work, while also kind of showing her own king, hey... You're still relatively fucked up in the head for X, Y, Z, for having slaves, for making people go against their will, for having me go against my will. Um, Which becomes a major crux in the third act of the stage version of The King and I. The movie's like, yeah, we're not gonna do any of that. We're just gonna have some of the imagery because it's pretty to look at and just have it right there. So they have- A monkey in a costume chasing Mr. Little. Yeah. My God. My God. My God.
0: So- um. While you were talking, I'm not going to lie, my mind did wander a little bit into wondering what other properties they could have done. And I have one for you. Just feel free to unfriend me and everything and be like, I will never come back on this
1: podcast. Are we, Is this a legitimate one or just where you're like, I would love to see what these assholes tried to fuck up next?
0: No, yeah, what these assholes tried to fuck up next.
1: Bring it, bring it. But like
0: in a true fucked up way. So the sound of music, but it's like, demon Nazis and Maria is like a vampire slayer like Buffy
1: see that's too good
0: (laughs) oh okay I I tried I tried because I was just like I was just like this is insane who thought well they probably were like Aladdin did well Mm -hmm. and um you know like you said uh the king and I kind of fucks because, you know, oh, sorry, Rodgers and Hammerstein kind of fucks because, you know, they did the yeah. the carousel and
1: the, yeah. the other- 90s was when Broadway realized that Rodgers and Hammerstein fucks and Hollywood just went, well, they're popular again. So,
0: so, yeah, I was <sighs>
1: but I want to see them do an animated cabaret where Sally sings the title song and Charleston's with a ghost Elsie, much like Anna dances with the ghost of her husband during Shall We Dance.
0: See, that part, though, wasn't as offensive as, like, the rest of the movie.
1: (laughs) It's not that it's offensive. It's more just sort of, I get why they do it, because they can't just have her dancing alone. Children need something to look at. And again, it sort of channels the Anastasia Once Upon a December, XYZ. Mm -hmm. I think it also doesn't help that because this movie is done so cheaply, which, I mean, we think of $25 million as a lot of money. I mean, that's how much it costs to make Beauty and the Beast eight years prior. Uh, so it's really not that much money anymore in animation, especially in '99. But like, no one's mouths match the words that are coming out.
0: At so, at some points, too, they just like stopped animating the mouth moving.
1: There's yeah, and then and when in doubt, they try to just like when someone's speaking, they'll show someone else's reaction so they don't have to worry about the mouth movements. For example, in Hello, Young Lovers, I love that I'm coming back to this. There is a shot of Tup Tim that I will never get out of my head. Till I die, which is when, so Anna's seeing them from the balcony and she's singing, Hello, Young Lovers, wherever you are. And again, to give children something to look at, they're showing Tup Tim and the prince interacting, and he's doing like all these martial arts things for her. And he does a particularly, like quote unquote, impressive move. And then they cut to Tup Tim, like doing a little shoulder slouch and her finger, like kind of going to her mouth, and she's like, uh. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: I will be rewatching this movie, though. I will say,
1: well, th- this is similar to Diana or other things like Christmas on the Square. This is a movie you bring friends around for, go through three bottles of wine, and just laugh your fucking ass off.
0: Matt, uh, can you write out your rules so I can post? So we can post them on
1: the interwebs. Sure. I'll well, yeah. Let me write them out. I can't remember them all here. I have them. I have them tucked away that's, somewhere.
0: That's fine. I know. Uh, that's why I'm asking you now when we're recording. Yeah. So when it's released and whatever time. <laughs> one
1: is, one of the one of the drinking rules is actually though, uh, take a sip or a shot whenever someone's mouth lines up perfectly with the words they're saying, because it only happens every like 15 minutes. <laughs>
0: The other, oh my god! This, oh, this is.
1: <sighs> Take a shot every time Louis almost dies, and we all get upset that he doesn't. Oh, also the thing that goes nowhere, where <laughs> when the when the prince is like, "I win yet again in the martial arts," and Louis just shows up, he's like, "That's because you're the prince. No one would ever fight you. I'll fight you. I'm Louis," and everyone's like, "Louis, you goddamn go, go, that go!" Excuse- Use that excuse for a collection of cells. Go into the other forest and get mauled by a tiger, please. Can you do that for us, you little piece of European trash?
0: Well, you know he's not going to be mauled by a tiger because the monkey's going to save him.
1: God damn it. Sometimes I wish evolution didn't happen, you know? Because it brought us to Louie. End up having a pet monkey. (laughs) Moonshee. Goddamn, Moonchie!
0: <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? We did. Did we really talk about this movie, or am I just imagining things? <laughs> we all
1: just imagined it. <laughs> okay. um, oh, I mean, also speaking of uh, Louis's accent, uh, louis accent disappears every time he sings, and then sometimes just disappears when he talks. Uh, just x y z. You mentioned how the king's son's now older and hotter. Um, oh. Do you remember how t- oh just, two things. Just because the minister isn't evil enough, he's also gonna do ivory trading. <laughs> they're like, just make him the absolute an, fucking worst. He's
0: an evil wizard in this movie. Like, do we need to like hate him also as a human?
1: I also love that Master Little Little calls him a corporate one. <laughs> like they're really just leaning into 90s vernacular here. Uh but one of the things we learn, about the way we learn that uh, the prime minister is going into ivory trading, is that Tuptim, after now being a slave and who just gets to freely roam and cry in the gardens like any slave would, she happens upon an elephant who just sees, you know happened about the ca- uh, the palace, missing one of his tusks, and she says, "I'm going to name you Tusker." I did forget about
0: that. The naming of the elephant. Like I couldn't, I couldn't forget the elephant because the elephant's every in like every other scene. Like there's they, at least one animal in every scene, I feel like.
1: Meeting meeting an elephant with a mis- with a missing tusk and naming him Tusker is like meeting Helen Keller and naming her talkie. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> or m- meeting You privileged some- bitch. Meeting somebody
0: with one leg and be like, hmm, runner.
1: Yeah. What's your name? not even that. Like leggy, leggy. <laughs> mm. It's first of all lack of imagination, lack of insight, lack of sensitivity. It's the kind of it's the kind of obtuseness you can only have when you're that hot. What, an- oh,
0: what a
1: what 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 a privilege, John. What a,
0: what a time to be alive to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Also,
1: because the British aren't British enough, when the letter gets sent to them, the fake letter that the prime minister sends to them from Anna. They are being served tea on a rocky ship. Mm-hmm. If you want to think of this, was like a smooth sailing cruise. This is a thing that's rocking back and forth because it's the ocean. And the ocean hates boats. They are being served tea on the shakiest of things. Then the letter comes and there's like a whole chase sequence of the letter the last 45 seconds because they're like, there aren't enough chase sequences. Chase a letter while we're at it.
0: Because like, you know, they like to be served tea on the rocky boat outside.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: Not in, you know, the galley or in like a captain's quarter or something. No, no outside so this way they can do that st-
1: that was so, so we kind of t- touched on it for a second but King doesn't die in this version he gets up in a hot air balloon there's a whole chase sequence because him and the prince because the prince has there's a whole thing with a medallion that he gives her it's very uh Nev Campbell's boyfriend and Scream 2 giving her the necklace and it's like a whole thing mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about he gives her the, the medallion that everyone finds out he's not supposed to give to anyone until like it's his actual betrothed and he's like but I love her and then everyone chases them and then the the king gets up in a hot air balloon which he invented by the way because once again screw history although they do get the time period right of when hot air balloons were invented so i guess yay on them uh it's so they get chased he gets shot down in the hot air balloon he almost dies he tells them all it's okay i'm not dead just yet he he's in the bed and he's like maybe I'm no longer king. Maybe I make my son the king. What would you do if you were king? And he's like, well, I would get rid of the slaves and royals can marry whoever they want. And I'm like, you know, privilege. And then we go into the reprise of Shall We Dance, whereas the stage show we have Shall We Dance, which goes into the whipping of Tup Tim, which goes into the king dying. And it's all very sad and tragic, but also moving because with the prince being crowned king, we have a future to an even more progressive tomorrow. You know, humanity That's sort of a Roger's Hammerstein likes to cover. The King and I animated movies like, no, no, no. No. Uh, Away with all of that, please. So that is how the movie ends. There's no Um, please.
0: They just said away with all of that and then fucked everyone hard without any lube or anything.
1: They didn't even fuck us. They went between our legs and thought it was our hole. (laughs) Because they didn't even even bother to ask if it was in. They just assumed. (laughs) (laughs) this movie was so like I hope everyone's really loving this episode
0: I mean I am and that's what's important is we're having fun but the other other thing too that I was just like did you guys really do that is the, um, the introduction of the kids as well as the reprise of Shall We Dance they stole things from the original
1: movie yes like I I... is it stealing if you're technically doing an adaption of the same thing like you know yeah
0: yeah yeah like I think I think they
1: animated some of the moments from the original movie like with the kids right some of the bits that those kids do some of the bits with the kids as well as like
0: the uh the polka waltz thing that they do because I was just like that is directly from the live action movie from the 50s
1: and see, here's the thing: if the if this movie were better, which I can't imagine a world in which it would ever be, but let's let's imagine a universe in this You're multiverse. Asking a John. lot of me
0: right now.
1: Uh, let's just okay. You don't even have to think about it in terms of details; just opaquely that a movie okay. version that is good, an okay. animated version where that actually gets it right. You know, it's it's simplified, but it's still tasteful and all this other stuff. And they show you that we would think, "Wow, what a wonderful nod to the original they just did." But because this movie is terrible. Most of the time, you see that, and you go, "You limited imagination, yeah, you douche." You know that's what we think, but it's all because the setup is so poor. We can't even take in. We can't even enjoy the fact that we're seeing an animated version of Deborah Carr and Yul Brenner dancing.
0: Also, where's Yul (laughs) Brenner?
1: Dead. He's so dead by this point. He could not be more dead. Yeah,
0: because like I know Yul Brenner. Like originated the role, did it in the movie, and then played it for like the next 75 years.
1: Pretty much, uh, yeah. Uh, By that point, Lou Diamond Phillips had done it on Broadway and a couple of other gentlemen, but I don't know why they didn't get him to voice it at the very least, because they brought Martin Vidnovic in, who had done it on stage back when we didn't know any better, and who also, by the way, is the biological father of Laura Benanti, everybody, but yeah, it was just just crazy pants, just crazy pants, crazy pants, crazy pants. Uh, they also, when he's like, the dancing did not occur like that. Not the way I saw it. He didn't see any dancing. They didn't, because the whole point of Shall We Dance happening is that they have the British over. He watches how everybody dances together and he's like, let's do it that way. And it's very tense with sexuality on it. But in the movie, in this version, the British haven't come yet. Um, I'm almost pretty sure when, when they, yeah, they haven't come no. yet when they do the dancing. Yeah, they did. No, they, because they, they do Shelby dance twice.
0: Oh, you mean the first we dance? First, Yes.
1: The first we dance. They're not there. For, they don't, they're not there yet. And then the second time when they're doing we dance, there was no dancing to be had by the British. We never see any of that. They get, they start, they start dinner get really interrupted by the tub Tim prince fuck fest situation and then have the chase sequence where the king Ruly really almost dies and where louis Ruly really still lives and then we go into this reprise he in all of that craziness you want to know what there wasn't dancing
0: <laughs> oh god okay we got to go into sharp and flat now sharp and
1: flat let's go into it let's
0: go into all right. it sharp flat So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we like it, it's Sharp. And if we didn't
1: like it, I thought it could change. It's Flat. Do you want to go first with your Sharps? Sharp. Christiane Knoll is the singing voice of Anna. We love it. Love it. Uh, Sharp. I believe Ian Richardson is the voice of the Prime Minister, and he has a lovely speaking voice. So that's Mm -hmm. nice to hear. Sharp. The absolute just wackadoo of this movie that has created such camp drinking games in me, and uh Sharp, this movie sort of a litmus test for people. If they watch it and genuinely think it's good, I know to dump them as a human being.
0: Uh So for my Sharps, I Sharped Rama.
1: <laughs> sure. The, Smart pet.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, over the other animals, because, you know, there's some moments that I, like, I had some laughter with Rama, but mm-hmm. not like just like a huh, kind of a thing, not like a full-blown, like I'm laughing at, I'm laughing with you. I was laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also sharped uh, the, the defeating the magical dragon by singing whistle a happy tune because I was in it to win it at that point. And then they didn't do anything else like that afterwards, except uh, you with can kind of say, yeah, you can kind of say the statues, but like, it's not the same. He no. didn't, de- he didn't defeat it with his magical voice.
1: Oh, I also want to sharp the uh, d- ima- the dream sequence during "I Have Dreamed," where they're like flying on weird eagle birds that aren't eagles, and they're and there's a and, and there's an emerald road that just sort of appears in the sky for them. It the whole thing makes no sense. Leading, to a, with it.
0: leading to a boat, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I also sharp the fact that I didn't have to spend money on it. It's free on Prime.
1: It is, and it's eighty minutes with credits.
0: It's yeah. Like I was just like. I didn't have, cause every so often, you know, you have to, I have to rent something because yeah. I can't find it anywhere else. And I been there. Warrant. Yeah. So I didn't have to spend money on it. And that's a short.
1: <laughs> there was no way I was going to make you watch this and have to pay money for it. I specifically wanted us to record this before Amazon took it off prime.
0: Oh, is it going off prime? Well, time? anything. I mean, we watched funny uh, things true. like the day
1: before it went off prime. So who knows when it gets off. Um, mm. But you know,
0: this is the movie that Prem is like, no,
1: <laughs> this <laughs> is our gift to is. you,
0: <laughs> never going away. Um, okay, what are your flats for this movie?
1: I love how we have no naturals, it's sharper, flat. There are no naturals,
0: there's no naturals now. I that's mean, every, that's every once in a while. I don't know, if I mean, have always,
1: I guess, like, flats, it depends on how you're viewing this movie. If you're viewing this movie to just Luxuriate in the crazy. There are no flats because it's crazy from start to finish. But if you're looking for an actual quality thing, I guess you could say the whole thing from start to finish. Uh, flats, uh, the the cheap animation. Flats, the fact that no one's mouth matches the words except for maybe every fifteen to twenty minutes. Flats, white actors voicing Asian characters. Uh, flats, the total bastardization of a culture flat the total bastardization of a nuanced stage show flat uh the cutting some wonderful songs flat um having louis live flat um making top tim a, a wet dishcloth bimbo uh flat, flat the monkey flat no i wouldn't even say the monkey the only thing i have a problem with the monkey is that it chooses to be friends with louis uh flat <laughs> flat master little uh, yes! Okay, so,
0: I, I mean, basically, I disagree with everything you said. Like, yeah. Master... Ma- I hated the running gag of Master Little losing his teeth. I was just like, I don't... I mean, I'm also not the target audience, but I was just like, this isn't even funny. Yeah, right. it's
1: not even funny. It has nothing to do with anything. I guess, like, they get props for making his running joke about his teeth and not about something more racist, but, you know, like, they, I, they I'm sure... If you gave them enough time, they could find something else to make him eat, just even worse. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, maybe I'm being dense here. I don't know if there's any like racial correlation between uh, Asian culture and teeth that I'm aware of that we don't already have. Like losing our teeth is something that we always have dreams about because of you know fear of success is what they say. For me, I always have dreams of losing my teeth if I forgot to brush that night and then I go to bed and my uh, subconscious is like they're gonna fall out, bitch.
0: But like losing teeth is a is a like Looney Tunes thing again. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like the
0: a a piano will fall on them and their teeth would fall out. Like or they would bite a rock and they would crunch. Um, I mean, I do give them credit for like keeping the gag going and that he doesn't magically grow teeth back. I give I I give them somewhat credit for that. But and they uh, space it
1: out so that the final tooth falls out in the last scene. So you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: great but they they put more effort into the plot structure of how many teeth he loses over the course of the film than they do into anything else
0: it's true they they put too much time and effort on that one character that they created instead of you know the well-crafted story that they had
1: yeah they they really tried to make him the comedic relief that kids would like and maybe there are racist kids out there that like him but I don't want to meet those kids. Those kids can go play with dynamite with Louie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and yes, I do want to uh, uh, emphasize the, the, the flat, the flattiest of flats is the racist stereotypes that they have in this. Cause it's like, you know, better.
1: Blatant. It is blatant.
0: Blatant. Like, I think in the 90s we were even being like, Speedy Gonzales is just a
1: little much for everyone. Yeah, well, there These conversations were happening and had been happening for years, but each decade they got louder, and th- mm-hmm. for every decade that it gets louder, you look at other things that came out, and you go, we knew better at this point. Like, Fisher Stevens playing an Indian character in an 80s movie should never have happened. And that was that that was something that they should have known better about there's that movie um where what's his face from the outsiders puts on blackface it's it's a like it's a whole thing and by by the 90s there are comedies that are starting to play with that not in terms of um at the expense of of other ethnicities or at least that's the intention the intention is sort of to point out the obtuse racism of a lot of white americans like you see this with south park especially in the earlier seasons of just like how ignorant a lot of white americans were when it came to race because again we were having those conversations and some people were getting it slower than others and some people just weren't getting it all but especially in hollywood especially by 1999 i'm not saying this was going to be the most nuanced of takes but the flat out racism yeah the flat out that we knew better by that point
0: yeah. Um, would you add any of the songs from this movie to your life's playlist? It's watching said- of course. Well, I the- said no because I don't want to associate myself with this movie anymore. Well, than I are we do. talking
1: about the songs themselves or the movie's version of these songs? The movie's versions of these songs. Then no. I mean, I maybe would put Christiane Knowles' Hello Young Lovers on a playlist uh, because listening to it means I don't have to watch it. But... Sure. Even like getting uh even um I whistle a happy tune, they make her begin in a like scared whispery thing again, because there's a giant dragon there, and the music is like bum 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 bum. It's it's wonderful.
0: I mean, I did like her I, I did like her voice, and I'm very happy that like they cast a Broadway actor or sure. or a singer yep. to be, do the singing voice of an
1: appropriate race for the role too.
0: Uh-huh, bro. I was just like that's where the compliments end.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. They got a wonderful singer for it, and then they kind of undermined her at every turn.
0: Yes, by cutting almost all of Anna's songs except for the big ones.
1: They well, they cut in half, shall I tell you what I think of you? Uh they and they cut the whole section of with about the children, which is the reason why she ends up staying, is because she cares for the children so much. But yeah. Also, another flat. The lady Tiang erasure. Well,
0: there is a wife that I don't think they named.
1: She might be the one who's like, it's forbidden for Top Ten and Prince to.
0: Yes, and on. also the and also the one when uh, all the other wives or servants, I don't know what they were, um, are like examining. Um, Anna's clothes when she first gets there. I mm-hmm. think that's supposed to be Lady Tiang, but they just don't give her a name.
1: Again, Erasure. Right. Yes. And they, and they cut her two songs Erasure. I said it.
0: Oh, yeah. Doesn't she? She has. Well, you know what? We'll talk about it when we, we we'll will.
1: eventually
0: do uh, the original movie. But yeah. um, we are done with the episode. Fantastic. You know, we're done with this. As as amazing and glorious as it was to watch, we're fucking done with it. Matt, what do you have to plug? My podcast. Uh, when do, when will this be coming out? Is, where where are we? The king and I will be coming out in a month.
1: Great. So yes, by this point, my podcast will be out again. I lied last time when I was doing sounding music. I totally overestimated how soon I was going to be recording again and underestimated how much I wanted to drag my feet. But the new series of Broadway breakdown underestimated covering shows that had either minor or no success at all. Their first time out on Broadway and found more success later on. Uh, John will be on by this point. Uh, either his episode will have come out or will be coming out. Won't tell you what show, but he's on it. He's on the series mm-hmm. and the, and the series will be out. So you can check out Broadway breakdown again, anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh all the things or you can follow me on Instagram at Matt Koplik, usual spelling.
0: So with this with this theme, you mean like Amazing Grace or Carrie, no. the original?
1: Well not Amazing Grace because it had to have had success after the fact. But uh, okay. Carrie is a great example. So uh the first two episodes, which will definitely be out by this point, are Pal Joey and Candide. So like Pal Joey the rogers and Hart musical how like it ran about nine months on broadway had a successful 1940 1941 run but it did not become a classic until much later when it came back on broadway in the 50s and the songs got more into circulation candide famously you know ran for only two months but then the score became a big phenomenon and then has been revived multiple times so shows like that uh carrie again is one where you know major bomb ran for a weekend became a cult classic, has found its way back. I would argue not as good, more coherent, not as good. Okay. okay. But that is something you'll have to listen to the Carrie episode to find out about. And for anyone who does listen to the podcast, I know this episode won't have come out yet, but finally, finally, I will have an episode about smile talking about it in mother fucking depth.
0: Oh my God. Smile's I know an, an amazing show.
1: Yep. It's, it's so no, messy. It, I love it. It It is messy, but it is a lot smarter than people get it, give it credit for. And we'll talk about it in the actual episode. And it is a lot better than some shows that are currently on Broadway right now. Uh, but finally, that that show will be covered and with a guest that I know people who listen to the podcast like because this person has been on multiple times and we love them very dearly. And oh, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, say. a little tease if you will. Well, mm-hmm. if you...
0: um wish that there were more dragons in this version of the movie you can email me your thoughts and opinions on it at uh but at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at but have you did you see the, you know what call to action for everyone who saw this in theaters that's what i want to know who, saw, who, this, who you? saw this version of the king and i the animated version in theaters i'm intrigued uh <laughs> but yes who hurt you for or who forced you to do it uh and if if you want to be part of the next episodes conversation we're going to be talking about school of rock yes the jack black movie school of rock mm-hmm.
1: my goodness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: well matt thank you for thank coming you. back on for i'm gonna actually tell you this is your fourth episode i have a now i now have a running list as to how many episodes everyone's been on
1: wow am i am i ranking up there with uh other guests
0: you're you are probably well you're probably top like you're in the top 10 for sure amazing (laughs) maybe the top six
1: Ooh, top six. Okay. Yes. I was I was gonna be very happy if I cracked the top ten. So to be top six, that's something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Jason Kerr has been on almost every other episode. So,
1: well, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh shit! I don't know
1: Jason. I've never met Jason. I've never gave a fuck about Jason. But he did not cover <laughs> the 1999 King and I. So, no. Jason, no. So yeah. But
0: I but I did make him watch the 2014 Annie. So. Ah! Matt that thank movie. you thank you so much for coming back on we you will you will be back of course there's no, it's just a matter of when yeah well um, we do
1: we do have two episodes locked down not in terms of when we're recording them but two episodes planned, yes. we know I'll be doing. yeah
0: yeah maybe a third one no not yet not a third one yet
1: unless there's something you want to throw my way I mean listen I did Oh wait pick- no we
0: do have a third one now
1: we do Oh yes, we do.
0: Just King and I version.
1: Come I on. I know I just I I realize, yes, it is. King and I plus the other two.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening. Have a let's wonderful make
1: this, day. Have a wonderful day. Let's make this one the most downloaded uh over sound of music. Come on, let's do it.
0: <laughs>
1: I believe in yes. us, everybody.
0: Yes, we can.
1: Okay. We can bye for
0: now, everyone. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast.